We couldn't do diddly poo offensively. We couldn't make a first down. We couldn't run the ball. We didn't try to run the ball. We couldn't complete a pass. We sucked. The second half, we sucked. Coming to you almost live from the Behind the Call studio, welcome to Behind the Call. Boys, boys, so much stuff is going on, so much stuff. I think I'm talking through, no, I'm talking through my mic, why does it sound weird? There we go, I don't know what was going on there. It's the it's the curse of that intro is what it is because we've tried to do that intro. Yeah. There we go. Are, can you hear me? We got, oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, See, yeah it's yeah, the curse of the we're intro, in, man. We're in. I tried to do this one um, so many times and it just this never works. This is the out. one. I hope this is it. I hope. I don't know. It is what it is. Um, welcome to Behind the Call, everybody. I'm Taylor. We got Evan and Devin here with us. What up? What up? The show after the. Coach Tomp episode that has broken a lot of records. Um, has it? Is yeah. It, I was going to ask you how, how um, the ratings were on that one. So I think what happened was the um, the first episode that we put on um, Facebook was through SoundCloud, of course. Everything's through SoundCloud. And then what happened was we got like a ton of listens on that one. But the the more investigating that I've done has shown that that first thing you put on SoundCloud, I think SoundCloud really kind of steers a lot of people that's not from around here to listen to it to make it look like, oh, man, look how many listeners you got. Keep posting stuff here, man. And then after that, we had like we averaged about half as many as what it was. And so I was really excited to see what Coach Tom brought to the show because that's going to bring in a lot of listeners. And uh, we, we got about 77 listens still going up. So we're almost at 80. And that's just on SoundCloud? And that's just on, well, yeah, and that's just on SoundCloud. Because I, so. I know, like, I personally listen to it on, like, the Apple podcast. And I know, like, anytime people, I had, I had a bunch of people ask me for, like, the link to the show and stuff like that. And I always give it on there. So mm-hmm. that's what it's, it's That's curious. the best place to go. Pl- best place to go. It might filter it in to where the listens come in, but I, I don't. I don't know. But the point is, is that just looking off the numbers that I do have in front of me, it was a success. It it, it was way higher than what just three guys, you know, yeah. just just three dudes talking. Talking. Get, so it was exciting. But, man, uh, I was excited to meet with you guys. It's late Thursday, which always means that we've had a busy week. Um, Evan just got back from being a hero. And, uh, <laughs> oh, oh yeah. easy, easy. This is another thing that every time we talk about this, something happens <laughs> too. But we're plugged in. We're going. Let's just go with the flow. Um, starting off, let's talk about Caverna real quick. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> My goodness. Jeez, Louise. Man, and so it was Taylor... Can y'all hear Myself, all right? Your, my, yeah, headphones? I'm good. Can you, okay. I'm per, I got it both ears. Really? Right? Yeah. All right. It was Taylor, myself, the clock operator, and the PA guy in the press box mm-hmm. at Caverna. Mm-hmm. So they obviously can hear everything that Taylor and I are saying, as well as the people in the crowd who were sitting right in front of us also. Which, so, is, which is an issue, by the which way. Which is an issue because you, 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 I'm, I'm thinking about what I'm saying the whole time. Because I don't want to offend anybody because that's not what I'm there to do, you know. Oh, and can we talk about something, too, real quick? Can we talk about the fact that the only 
Caverna fans in the stands. The only ones there. Which, by the way, I mean, again, Caverna's a smaller school. I'm not making fun of the program, okay, um, at all. I don't want that even to come off that way because, you know, there's a lot of smaller programs around here, and those guys go out there and they play, and, you know, it's just they don't have a, a big fan base. But Critton outnumbered those guys like – Seven to one, eight to one, like seriously, a lot. Um, And the only Caverna fans that were in the stands were literally right in the row in front of us. Yes, so they were directly. So more Caverna people were listening to us than. Well, I mean, you know, nobody can unless you're listening on Facebook or something. You're not. Yeah, you know, in the stands across the way, the one hundred two point seven don't really (laughs) go that far. Well, Um, and the and the guys in the press box were super nice, very helpful for us, and so. Everybody there knew what was about to happen anyway. But, you know, that was such a tough game. And I know you totally agreed to call. I mean, my goodness. Just because just, even when a big play happened, you weren't surprised by it. Right. I mean, it was just, okay, yeah, we went for 77 yards. Yeah, okay. We're probably going to do that again on the next drive too, you know? I think the thing with for me was, okay, we need to, you know, watch what you're saying because we again we've been in press boxes before but especially visitors press boxes where yeah um not from us saying anything um disrespectful but in okay you look at it from the perspective of the other team if you're up there and you're running the scoreboard or you're running the pa or you're running the radio or something like that you're a hardcore fan of that team that's just the fact of the matter it's high school football You've been probably doing it for 20 years. It's what you like to do. You're always the clock guy. You know, that's Terry. That's the clock guy, you know. And when you're losing like by 40 to a team and you're sitting right next to two guys who also love football just as much as you do, it doesn't really matter what they say. It's going to come off bad. Mm -hmm. It is. And it's going to start to dig at you. It would dig at me. Believe you me, it has. Because we and you have sat at the pit. A couple of times, not many a times, thank goodness, but a couple of times where Caldwell would be sitting next to us, Union County would be sitting next to us, you know, bigger team would be. Uh, there was a playoff game, I think, one time, too, at home. Uh, was our first year? Campbellsville? I think it was. Yeah. And I remember, you know, they were just, you know, and, yeah, you know, and it, it was just like they were respectful. They shook our hands. We shook their hands. And, you know, helping them out, giving them rosters, giving us rosters. Asking about people, you know, very friendly. But when you're sitting there and you're losing and they're talking about how good so-and-so's doing and they're talking about how bad so-and-so was doing, it starts to dig at you. Yeah. And so at Caverna, we were, I was trying to play it really, really as fair as possible because putting up 70-some-odd points on you, yeah. you know. Well, and the thing is... Hats uh, off to them because they were extremely they nice. They were. They were very nice. And they knew going into that game. I, I'm sure they weren't expecting to lose 78 to nothing. But they knew they were going to get a running clock and all this stuff. But but like you said, it's just it's it's hard to because there was things I wanted to say that I I just couldn't I, I couldn't say didn't want to say didn't want to offend anybody and it's not that it was going to be anything bad but just things that could have you could have said that would have made the broadcast more um, um well, exciting yeah yeah you know. something yeah here's the thing though. You also don't want to to do too much to that in terms of, like, okay, for example, the prime example, 
I've had a couple people tell me this. They said, Taylor, you didn't seem too excited when um, the one play in particular they pointed out was when uh, Tabor broke off on that run and just took off. I mean, again, hearing it through the radio, an amazing play. Dude just ran, you know, the length of the field to score. Insane. But it's like, but when you're there, you know, it was like they were playing against some grown men out there. I mean, yeah. the, you know, the the uh, Caverna was. I mean, Tabor, especially at the beginning of the game. And how much were we up already already by, th- by, that's by then, too. you know. But I'm not, again, I'm not saying anything bad about Caverna, but it especially in the first quarter, they were having such a hard time just initiating a tackle on us because, again, our guys just went out there 100%, took off. In all honesty, they were trying to get the running clock as soon as possible. Yeah. And I think that was a challenge for them was to see how fast can we, you know, end the game to keep from having injuries. And also, it's just a team goal, honestly. I mean, you're playing at that high level. You want to send a message to other teams, not just Caverna, but – you just beat Murray. You beat Trigg really well. And so now you're going to keep it going because now you're playing against district games, against, you know, smaller opponents, and you're playing against, you know, now you've got the RPI in effect. Now you got everything. So you're when, – whenever they see that score on Gridiron Glory, you want to send a message. And so that's exactly what they did. And so, again, the guys in the press box with us were extremely nice. <laughs> and we ended up having nice conversations with them by the end. And, you know, what was that uh, when we were leaving, there was a kid in the parking lot on the phone. What was what was he saying? Uh, there was somebody in the parking lot. I don't know if it was uh, a, a student or if he was somebody. I don't know who it was, but um, he was saying, I think <laughs> like, I, I overheard him say, yeah, Crittenden, they're pretty good. They're pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> and so it was just like, you know, and Crittenden had just broken. I, I ever say everybody says one record. I say two records. Yeah. One record is they scored the most points in history uh, in one game uh, for Crittenden. And two, it was the largest win margin, margin too. You know. Yeah. So that's what I like to say. It has to be. So. Yeah. And, and, but yeah, they did what they were, they did what they were supposed to do. Yeah. They took care of business and, and you know. Yeah. And, and again, you know, uh, you could see Caverna just, you know, they don't have a lot of personnel, um, smaller school, and, you know, it's just, it, Crittenden is, you know they're they're playing on that mentality. We still got to go against Tillman this year. We've played against some tough opponents already. So yeah, that that's where yeah. I stand on that. It was a good game. It was a fun game to watch. Oh, absolutely. If you're into offensive highlights or and defensive, I mean, it was yeah all around. It was it was a game for the Rockets, no doubt about it. I mean, and they executed. Yeah. I mean, they did. They they executed plays. Didn't have any turnovers. And I mean, it. You know, they they did what they were supposed to do. Um, moving on, and Sat- I yeah, I'm gonna say I'm excited about Saturday's gonna be some fun. Saturday night football. Feels like feels like college. It man. does. I love it. And it's at the pit, and I else. am I'm not expecting 78-0, but I'm expecting a running clock pretty early in that game. Yeah, just based off of the fact that well, we we typically house Fulton County anyway, and then the fact that they haven't practiced in like two weeks. Haven't played a game in two. I mean, so they'll have one practice. Yeah, that's it. That's that's not in their favor at all. Don't have no. uh, don't have uh, uh, Kimball, their their best player. He graduated last year, so uh, I was looking up their stats earlier. The the yeah, and you're and you're going against a team right now that is rolling. Yeah, they're hot. Yeah, I I mean I don't know if we're going to win seventy eight to nothing, but the run of clock's going to happen 
pretty early. I, 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 that's my guess. And you're, like I said, you're back at home. Yeah. You, you know, two road games home. Then you go two road games again and then yeah. finish out the season uh, here against Tillman. I mean, golly, this is, it's setting up really nice. And now these guys are playing. And here's what's so exciting about it. These guys are playing where we wanted them to be playing at, at the, you know, go at the end of last year's where, you know, it's like, you know, you start thinking, because I remember when it dawned on me, you know, you're like, man, I wish we could have, you know, beat Country Day this year. And then you go into it and you're like, man, we get Turley back. We get Tabor back. We got Morgison. We get, and you're just starting to name off people. You can name off the whole team, honestly. And, uh, yeah, now you're just like, now you're at that point where this is what we were hoping for. And um, the defense is just on a, another level right now. It's crazy. And I don't see any signs of slowing down. No, I, I keep agree. Every, keep everybody healthy, and you know, we got you know T Bone back. You know, had missed him. Uh, you know, uh, part of last season, and now we got again. We're just all you know. We're just clicking on all cylinders. Yeah, plain it is. and simple. And, and you mentioned the RPI earlier. Uh, I think we come out number nine. Uh, Russellville was right behind us at ten. Um, uh, Holy Cross, I think, was was one in the RPI. So that's going to be interesting to to see how that fluctuates. Uh, they were at like eighty nine something or zero point eight nine, and then we were like zero point six five or t- I don't remember what it was. But yeah. that's the Caldwell game still hurts, and you can see that. But I, you know, as long as we can just keep winning, I think things are going to still start to tilt in our favor more. And for that, um, you know, I don't know much on, uh, I, I, I really want to sit down and look at some, uh, schedules from other teams that are above us and see what's going to happen. Obviously, you know, you don't see, um, you know, you don't see those top guys falling down too much, but, you know, trying to get as many games postseason at home is obviously the ideal situation. So, Again, it, at least we know at this point, barring you know something unforeseen, you're you're going to have more than those three home games. You know, you're going to have you're going to have more than what you looked at going into the season. So that that's good, right? Yeah, because if you win, <coughs> beat Fulton County, beat Russellville, then you got the first two at home for right, sure. Right. Right. Well, which the first one would be against Caverna. Yeah, at home. Uh, we and you kind of talked about that too when we were coming home yeah. too. But I mean, I, I it, the way this is, I mean, I, I see them making the trip down. I do. I mean, um, was there a team a couple years ago that didn't play in the playoffs? Like they just they just voided uh, it? Fulton City. Was it Fulton City? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but like I said, with this year here, and you know, man, you know, you lose to a team by that much, yeah. and then you're gonna have to take that trip down there and. Um, and you have to imagine that that team, that Rockets are going to be playing at least at that level. And with it being the first game of the playoffs, they're going to be on a, a whole other mentality. Yeah. Well, the last four <laughs> times that we played Caverna, the, the first time was, I think it was like 69 to nothing. Mm. Second time it was 60-something to nothing. Third time it was like 54 to nothing. This time it was 78 to nothing. I mean, man. I know. I know. But it is what it is on that. But, you know. Hey. We'll just have to wait and see. That's right. Know? I mean, yeah. And like I said, too, you know, uh, again, um, I think Coach said it on the Coach Show one time. He said, we can't think like this, but I'm thinking like this, you know, (laughs) um, is that you never know what this season is going to bring. And so, you know, for me, any opportunity that you get to go – every week, for me, I've looked at it as a victory because you never know what's going to happen. 
I mean, it, it, you know, we're no stranger to what's going on. The numbers are starting to go up. We're starting to see more numbers here in Crittenden. And, and, and uh, we just got to do our part, got to mask up and uh, practice social distancing and stuff and, uh, you know, do what we can and then hope that things remain favorable for us. But, again, you know, you're just taking it one week at a time. And I think that plays into also what these guys are thinking too because, you know, they've been playing here recently. Like, <laughs> you never know when you're going to put the helmet on again. Yeah. So, uh, again, that, that's my mentality on it. But, anyway, just a little bit about Crittenden Sports. Yeah. It was hard. I, I didn't get to, like – I didn't obviously go. I'm not gonna make that trip. You want, you want David? Come yeah. on! I mean, I love we, the boys. We had a, we had a fun time. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I, you could have like, hitched a ride with it. us. They didn't stream it either, so you you I still you listen. I watched to a little it. bit of Heather Boone's stream. Did you listen to it on the radio? No, I didn't. Why? I don't have a radio unless I'm in my car. Okay. Well, how many times do I have to say this? I know they it's are, on Facebook, but like, I don't like. I was busy Friday, so I just busy too busy been. for the Rockets. Yeah. I was mm-hmm. well. Uh, we other people listened. We know. Yeah, we of course. That, I know. mean, I I just knew it was gonna be a blowout. I f- like literally refreshed my phone. And I was like, oh, it's like seven thirty. Let me check the score. And Chris has tweeted it's already like forty five to nothing. I'm like, yeah, probably not gonna turn that one on the radio. So this you're week. telling me you didn't go to Facebook and check out the digital scoreboard either? That no, rock, I didn't. that River Country oh. has. Un- no, un- oh. I'm not a faithful supporter. I guess not. Yeah. Oh man, you think you know somebody? Man. No idea. Surprises every day. All right, too switch, busy, switch. Too busy get. cheering on my Titans, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Speaking of Titans, jeez uh, Louise, more great news. <laughs> yes, yeah. definitely. Um, That's the- I, I, I'll be the first one to say, you know, uh, we went from, well, let me say this first. Went from, uh, what a crazy catch that was. We're watching Georgia State and Arkansas State for you guys and Shout that was nice. State. That yeah. was nice. He just made a heck of a catch. Sam um, Pickney. That's a name you don't shout know. Out. Today. Shout out. Shout <laughs> out Sam Pickney. Anyway, um, I done lost my train of thought now. Oh, yeah. You're, you're okay. This time last week, or actually a little bit before, so like, I don't know, a week and a half before me and we got, we are recording this. Um, we're looking down the barrel of potentially historic punishments, <laughs> which, which, Man, Mike Mike Florio makes me so angry because he reported that based off of something that an official from another team's just his opinion on the matter. And then, but but when Florio reports something, of course it's going to get ran with because Florio's a big time reporter. So that's a huge thing. Yeah. Oh man, there's so many. And it turns out it's a historic miss. Uh, misunderstanding, gigantic miscommunication, a miscommunication. Yeah, and now we're like, okay, moving on. Because Goodell basically come out and said, yeah, this ain't about discipline. This is about the safety of our players and 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 their staff. Right. So and so. Uh, and how can you? How can you bump the Titans whenever for a you see pandemic starting to get it, and you see the Falcons had the Falcons one today, had, and it's going to happen again. We were just the first team is unlucky. And yeah, I mean, yeah, like with the Falcons, exactly. We were just the first ones it, it started. Yeah, with, and that's which, basically what like Tannehill and all of them were saying. They were like, "It's a pandemic. You're going to punish us for catching a virus." Yeah. Right. Really? I mean. I think the 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 knee jerk reaction of the NFL was if they did go behind our backs. Now we've yeah. got a big issue because we can't. And it's not so much that we did it. If everybody does it, this is a PR disaster. 
And, and if we don't punish them to the fullest extent of what we can, somebody else is going to do it too. So, uh, yeah, I see it from that perspective. But how it was reported on and then how yeah. the news spread, yeah. it, it was just – all the On all the fans of the like the Steelers and the Bills, like the Steelers, Bills fans were saying we just need to forfeit the game because it wasn't fair that they had to play on Tuesday. Steelers fans are mad because it got postponed. Yeah. I mean so, – And all that COVID stuff, and that's going to happen. Yeah. That's what you signed up for this year. Exactly. It just, it's just happened to affecting if affecting you. Now, I was one of the ones to say, if we were going to get punished, if that was going to happen, there was a large conversation going on about what that punishment should be. And I saw a lot of things swarming around, and they were like, oh, I, you know, they're going to take away draft picks. And, and then I saw some people say, uh, well, they, you know, they have, you know, maybe they'll have to forfeit, or maybe you know, uh, Rabel has to sit out, or whatever the case may be. And I was like – just take the win away if that's the case. I mean, you know, just do that because we can't afford to lose any draft picks. And Vrabel is an awesome coach. So, I mean, yeah. you know, anyway, well, that's where that conversation started with, with what I was saying. Because when Florio reported mm-hmm. that the that John Robinson, Mike Vrabel, $10 million fine, and the loss of your first-round draft pick was his reported of the of this other team's official's opinion. Yeah. And he other, reported Other team's it. official opinion. Yeah, yeah, and he reported it. And which would have been extremely steep punishment for sure, but just total, you know, I just can't, I can't say on here what I really want to say. But, <laughs> but yeah, honestly, looking at how the Bills game turned out, it could have been the best thing to happen to us. All the guys, oh, man, it lit you know, a fire. All, it lit a fire under them that, you know, like every it lit one a fire, of them. That's oh, for sure. man. Yeah. They, 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 the, every game from here on out. Oh, now here's mm. what's beautiful about it. You, Got to see. First off, America was watching this game. It was a Tuesday night football game. Everybody was cool to have football on Tuesday night. Like a bunch of people, like I I like the Arnie Titans fans were texting me like. I got pretty cool. I got second or third in the history of the league. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) I got lit up for uh, a long time ago. For there was like a Fox. I used to listen to Fox Sports Radio all the time. They used to call in all the time too because I was one of those weirdos and. uh, it's not hard to get on at 12 o'clock at night, by the way, in case you were wondering. And I called in one time because they had this long discussion about Thursday night football and how they wish they would end it. And I was thinking, you know, and they said, because we just don't have time to watch it. And, you know, we got families and all this and the other. I just called in. And I was like, I actually like it, you know, because it's another night of NFL football. Yeah. You know, we spend three quarters of the year begging for it to be on. And well, you know, it's just like right now. We're watching Georgia State and Arkansas State because it's football. it's football. It sucks not having it this week. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, Having all that been said, I got lit up by the by the you know talking heads on there because they were just like, "Well, you don't have a family. You're not you know you're not you're you sound like you're in your twenties, and when you get to be our age, it's just different." And I'm like, "Man, I can be fifty. You can have the game on in the background. It's fine." Yeah, yeah. But anyway, the point is, is that like I liked the Tuesday experience. That was cool. It was, and America liked it too. And there was a lot of people watching that game, and you saw a, a Tennessee team that everybody's been rolling their eyes at going up against a team that everybody's been hyping up. And not only did they beat them, they beat them at home, Smoked. and they beat them by a lot. That um, was the most impressive win that I've ever well, the first seen half from a was, Titans. The first half was amazing. From a Titans – and it was just because of the circumstances that led up to the game. Mm-hmm. You know, you have one or two practices in 16 days. You're without, like, uh, seven or eight starters. That's why it was impressive. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they've had other games where they've – played better and, and stuff but just the the circumstances leading into the game and i'm not saying they played bad by any means at all they were great they won 42 to 16 but uh th- it was just 
so impressive. That that was as, almost as proud as I've ever been to be a Titans fan. The key phrase of this year has been they have found ways to win. Uh, that's what a great team does. I mean, they just do what it takes to win the ball game. Some of them been ugly wins. Some of them not so much. Like yesterday, been great wins. Doesn't matter. Still, you know, your number, you know, your first number's going up, and that's what it's been all about. Now, first time in a long time, we're number one in the AFC. I mean, you know, tied for number one in the AFC rankings right now. That's insane. You know, from a Titans fan perspective, it's just like look where we're at. You know. We're one of four teams in the league still undefeated. Mm-hmm. If you go back to our uh, predictions podcast, somebody had us finishing first in the AFC. I don't remember <laughs> if it was. No big deal. Well, you know, but all, he he was there at the game and cheered him on. You know, he was he was there at the game, which mm. probably is the reason they did win. So talk about that, Devin. But yeah. oh, we get a phone call <laughs> at one thirty seven in the morning on Tuesday. <laughs> Or whatever time it was, <laughs> it saying was about eight thirty, eight forty-five on Mon- on Monday, on Monday night, saying boys, clear your schedules. We're going to Nashville. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, and you know, and now my heart sank yeah. because he said, and they're free. They're yeah. free tickets. Yeah, and it's just like it's the saddest I felt in a yeah. long time. The, but the, well, the first thing I got to do is shout out to Brad and Valerie Gilbert and Gilbert Funeral Homes and Travis and Paige and all of them played a part in it because. They, oh, they were the congratulations ones. to yeah Paige, Paige and Adam yeah, yeah congratulations on the engagement but they she Valerie called me at eight thirty and and I and it was like hey so we can't go to the game tomorrow do you want to go and of course you know me like not even thinking about having to work and all the things going around was just like of course I want to go why would I not want to go you know. So I got him. She's like, you think you can find some people to go with you or you know? And I was like, sure. She's like, well, we actually have four instead of the normal two they have. And so I was like, yeah, sure. I was like, I know two guys that for sure will go. Like, they'll <laughs> drop anything to go to this game. The first one that fans are allowed at at Nissan Stadium this year, no big deal. And so, you know, like, of course, I, I you know, I called the behind the call boys, you know, thinking that that's a for surefire thing. And I asked Coach Hill and, you know, got rejected hard by all three, but no big deal. <laughs> So then I'm, you know, there's a common thread between all three yes, of them there too. Yes, there's a very common thread, and her name is. No. <laughs> they no. all have women. No, they, <laughs> they all have lives and everything else. Which <laughs> I did too, but I was just, you know, I couldn't pass that up, you know, and so I don't. Hey, I don't. And it, it was awesome, and like if it, it was, if it was possible. Mm-hmm. But I'm a I'm I'm teaching in COVID right now. Yeah, I work for my dad. <laughs> <laughs> and that's way more. If stressful. I would have had any other job, <laughs> I would have been there. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a uh, a little little more planning this year goes yeah. into uh, into doing well, things. Well, but the thing that threw us off, and it's what threw the Gilberts off too, I'm sure, is it being on Tuesday. It right. got pushed back. But that yeah, thing would have been even, yeah Sunday or yeah. even a Monday. They had they had something planned, but then I think because Paige and Adam probably would have went, but they right. end up going to which yeah. they go down to the Smokies, but or got wherever they are, but. So it worked out, and I, I got them, and you know I ended up getting a couple people to go with me and everything. And so it worked out awesome. It was cool. There was eight that they had eight thousand five hundred tickets out, and I think it was like eight thousand, a little over eight thousand something were actually there in attendance. Uh, they had all you know all the safety and health protocols were in place. Um, it was the wireless ticket scanning, everything like that. You got you know they didn't they didn't have an actual ticket scanner that you walked up to a person. They had a little booth set up, and you just walk in and swiped your phone in it, and it scanned it kind of like you know like you're scanning something at Walmart in the self checkouts like that is all it was. 
and all the concession stands were open. They had everything going. They didn't have any vendors, like, actually walking down, you know, like, selling to you. But, you know, you could go to any of the concession stands and get whatever you wanted. They had all the, like, uh, that little glass stuff up that were protecting the workers and everything like that. All the workers were masked up, and they made all the fans mask up the entire time. And they they gave away free net gators like that you. Put oh, on. that's cool. And so they had Titans logos on it. It was cool. cool. I was going to hook you guys up, but they didn't have they didn't give away like they normally do. It was in like they had them in your cup holders in the seats that were there because. Mm. All the seats that weren't in use that were beside you were like zip tied up to where you couldn't even get them down. And you got the nice, comfortable chairs, didn't you? Yeah, they had the nice, comfortable chairs. It was a great, great seat. You know, we were right about the, I don't know, 20 yard line or so, and that second club level was nice. So, very cool. It worked out good. It was an awesome game. It felt like, you know, it got loud whenever it needed to get loud, and they had that fake crowd noise, like I said earlier, that was kind of you know comical because it's just like it sounds like a bunch of guys just mumbling but like it's just you know they're just i think it'd be it. kind of surreal because it would feel like you're actually in a madden game <laughs> really? it was kind of like it was honestly like you're at a you know glorified high school game like yeah. you know like whenever we went up and watched like state championship you know you're in a huge stadium but there's still you know about eight thousand ten thousand people <laughs> yeah but i mean it, it was it was cool it was awesome to be there you know and that must be what it well. feels like to go to a jaguars game yeah exactly oh. yeah that yeah so that's what I, it wasn't like, you know, the Titans have had some down years, and I've been to those games when there's not a lot of fans there. And it was nothing like that because the 8,000 people that were there were super excited to be able to be there. And it was the first game that people were allowed in Nissan Stadium. <laughs> and they, I mean, it, like I said, it got loud when it needed to get loud, and especially when the team played good. You, you, know. s- you said it like, uh, like there's Jaguars fans listening. <laughs> <laughs> like it's a straight a diss, just like. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I was super impressed. You know, the offense came. Well, the defense came out, and Malcolm Butler got that interception when then, and and, and that pick and that so the that point in the game reminded me so much of the interception that Byard had against the Ravens in the playoff also, game because yeah. it happened early, mm. and then from then on out, it was all tight. It was all tight night. We went well. Even that first, we went down and. Which my brother went with me, and then Sam. Shout out Sam and his girlfriend and. I turned to both of them, and it was second eleven, and they had AJ was out there one on one, and I, I turned to both of them, and I was like, "He's got AJ one on one." I was like, "It's gonna be, it's a fade, it's you know, it's probably a double mover." No, Tre'Davious sure like it, he, he threw it, and they were just like, "Oh my god, he called it," you know. And I was like, "That's," I was like, "That makes me so excited because we were so depleted at the wide receiver position. I mean, every snap it was pretty much AJ, uh, Khalif Raymond, and then that Nick, Akina. yeah, Kino Westbrook, Akina, or whatever it is." And that was our main receiving core. And to have your guy step up like that, and which Tannehill dropped just a beautiful dime in there. But to have that is huge. And to start out and then you come back out, which they even went down and tied it up. And yeah. then to come back and just, you know, after that it was – I mean, after that it was over. I yeah. mean, we went down and scored again, and it was it was an onslaught after that. But I was super impressed with the guys. You know, you, you could hear them. It, it was actually – that was the cool part is you could hear – Every time Tannehill checks, you you could hear him, and you could hear you know the boy like the boys, you know like T- Compton and all them down there like screaming, getting hyped up for sub, and not to even talk about Derrick Henry throwing another human <laughs> man, not even a man, another NFL player of that caliber athlete. And the great thing it was, it was Josh Norman. It was yeah, who talks better. a ton of crap. Yeah, and I was just waiting for Lawan to you know break out <laughs> the like. 
because he did him and Norman got into it before. The little but he threw him, and that was the loudest the stadium got all night. Was whenever he, everyone was like, "Oh my!" Like because it's like it nasty. He literally just made him like it was a little child that he just you know that that was the magnitude. Well, and the great thing, I mean, is he he kind of got him up under his shoulder pad, and then like just like you said, lifted, and that was it. Uh, that that was awesome. Um, yeah, it's the that but that win though against a team like that the bills who a lot of people were, were thinking top five team josh allen was uh mvp candidate and and he just had a bad game yeah he just had a bad game he just had a bad game but what that win does obviously now for you know it, it kind of wakes people up and it gives the team a bunch of momentum but at the end of the season whenever we're looking back that that game's going to be huge mm. oh yeah that game is going to sure. be humongous you yeah, got yeah. the tiebreaker over the bills because the bills are going to be in this thing yeah. at the very end oh yeah I, I picked them to win that uh division and i still think they will because they are a good team yeah they're, they're a good team i mean they are and, and they're going to be i mean it's but what i'm saying is the past four years we haven't won games like that. At the end of the season, we always look back and we say, if we could have beat the Bills, yep. then we wouldn't be in this situation yep. when we beat them. And yep. now that, I mean, everything. And, you, is, and usually those games were games that we just screwed up, yeah. you know, and end up losing like, you know, the other six, way, it's 16 like to uh, 10 or something. Yeah. You know? Well, that's because last year uh, uh, we lost to the Bills like 14 to 13 mm-hmm. because exactly, exactly. Uh, old dude missed like four field goals. Yeah. Cairo Santos missed yeah. all them field goals. And at the end of the season, we were looking back. Well, oh, yeah, we, we wouldn't, wouldn't have to have this playing game against yeah. the Texans if we yeah. would have won that game against the Bills. The yeah. biggest, the biggest thing for me is, which you know, you kind of spoke about it, but this next game against the Texans to me is one that I, I obviously I think we're a great team, and I and I think you know the guys are all locked in, but this is a, almost a trap game in the sense of Houston. Needs wins. They're obviously, you know, they come and they finally beat. They finally got that first win, and they played a really tough Jax. schedule. Other than the Minnesota loss is the worst one because they were both zero and three, and they, you know, they went to zero and four. But even even though they beat the Jags, still Deshaun always seems to cause us problems. And so, on short rest, if we come out and we don't look good or we don't play good, and we and say we lose that game, that would be one that. Yeah. But that was also in the Mariota days of we're going nine and seven every year. So. And this team has a completely different feel. It, yeah. And we're starting to get so much respect from people. Like, Colin Coward hates – he's always yeah. hated on the Titans, and he come out with a thing. And that's what I was going to talk compared, about. And yeah. compared us to the Ravens and him to Lamar. And you sent us that thing, and I'd seen it about Tannehill's last 16 starts or whatever. He, he has better numbers than Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. I mean, it, and he Tannehill's played awesome. Better and I want to see us take that next step and go out and, like you said, Caverna, Caverna the yeah, yeah, you know, right, like, right, yeah. hit him in the mouth early, put him away, and get ready for you know a big game the next week, which would be the Steelers, which is yeah. definitely doable because oh, I yeah. mean There's they're no in a, they're in a terrible position. They've lost you in, know they lost their head coach <laughs> in years in years past. If if all this scenario, well, we probably wouldn't have beat the Bills like that anyway. In years, and I'm not, I'm talking about pre Vrabel days. Because John Robinson and Mike Vrabel are the difference, and yeah. the why, and the reason why the Titans are playing the way. Actually, Amy Adams Strunk is the difference because oh, she starts, sure. she hired everybody, and it just trickles down from there. She's incredible. But in in the years past, I would have been very nervous about this upcoming game. But Mike Vrabel, the, yeah. there's there's no da- there's no. It's the same mentality all the time, yeah. and 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 the the mantra for the Titans is. Uh, uh, Oh, what is? That? I can't remember what it is. Uh, we all we got. Yeah, we all yeah. we got. That's it. That, and who cares about the what boys. anybody else says 
about what anybody else is doing. You just go out there and you play Tennessee Titans football and you're going to win the game. Yeah. Um, and, and, that, and 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 that's that's, that's what, a thing now. That's a thing now. This, pandemic, this, this whole situation we went through, every single one after the game said we were disrespected by the media. You know, they, they yeah. were talking all this trash about us, hating on us, and it, it fuels us. And that you need that fire, and you don't want to play a team that's you know. Well, angry the Titans, and, the Titans organization has realized something that Titans fans have known for a long time, which is the Titans could win a Super Bowl, and they're still not going to get any respect. Yeah, seriously, that's just how well, it and, is. And this, that's it's because they're a small market, and they're easily forgettable. You know they're the you know the Tennessee Titans. That's not that's not the Packers. That's not you know the t- uh, Patriots. Cowboys. That's not the Rams or anything like that. It's the Titans. They're you know they're an they they play with a chip on their shoulders anyway, just yeah. because of the disrespect and and the and the being the little brother to everybody else. Exactly, yeah. But they have another chip on their shoulder now because of this whole COVID thing mm-hmm. and all. Oh, yeah, the, they are playing with some it, fire. It was probably two years ago that. We we went on a run and we were looking really good, and I think it was when we went out west, maybe in Los. Oh yeah, but we lost the Lawan, Cardinals. Lawan went on, uh, yeah, he went talking on about respect and talk about how we deserve respect, yeah. and we, you know, and all that. And then we went out and looked like crap the Lays next two weeks. Duds, yeah, and that that is what the only fear that I have that we get to this point where we think that you know because we haven't done anything yet. And the good thing was Malcolm said it, and a few others were like. We're four and zero. We won four football games. Right. Yeah. You know, what does that matter? And it, that's the mantra that I think that we've taken on. And like you said, from our top down, Vrabel, they he will not let them get complacent because he he's you know New England court. You know that he and he's starting to get the respect that he deserves, and yes. I love it because everyone's talking about how great of a head coach he is and how he you know that game plan he had. Was you said we're without eight starters? I think it was. It, it was yeah. six or eight somewhere. Yeah, in that several. Number. And our and your best defensive and it's player, your best defensive player, and Jeffrey Simmons. And you don't have your your top cornerback, and they didn't either. They yeah, they were that their two top cornerbacks and, and that a receiver, John Brown. And, they yeah. didn't have John Brown out there. But they still. had some people, but still, they had a lot more than we had. And to go out there and hit them in the mouth like that is just so impressive. And it, it it's good to see our guys getting the respect they deserve. While still keeping that mantra of you know, we're not going to get complacent. We're we've not reached that like we're winning. We're beating teams like Rebel said. We expected to win this game. We had no. We went and not go in thinking oh we want to make you know we want to play good and take a moral victory. We we thought we were going to win the game. Yeah. And that's and that's and that's what I love to see. And I hope we continue to play the way we can. And I think we haven't even hit our stride really. I, no, because the defense is the not defense playing is no, great. Good. No, our offenses no. look good. Tennis look good. Derrick Henry. I was talking yeah. to Coach Courtney about it. He, Eddie needs to call him again. He's not I'm running. He's not running that. He's he's back to running, trying to bounce Sit it outside. Side, yeah. and everything. He's not running like Derrick Henry ran in the yep. playoffs last year and leading up to it. And I know it's early, and he's probably not trying to take some of the blows and stuff that he is. But McNichols ran way harder than Henry yeah, did McNichols. last night. He and he impressed me, but. And I know Henry still had two touchdowns, and he has a stiff arm. And Henry's a great back. He's, you know, the league lead rusher last year. He is an all-star. But I want to see him get back to that, you know, pound on the inside yeah. and, and force his you, – what you did to Josh Norman, do, you don't have to do that every play. You don't have to throw a human. But don't – he's starting to fall down some and stuff like that. And I just I, – I was like – midway through the game, I was just saying to myself, I was like, Eddie needs to call him again yeah. and, you know, and talk to him. <laughs> he that, was running like he was the first three years. Yeah. For the first yeah. two and a half years yeah. that he, he gets, was in. He gets that way where he's trying to break the outside and hit the Jets without having to use – you know. and I understand and that. And ironically, he had one of his career highlights 
yeah, in that game exactly. too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, five what, yards, but I mean, that's what sh- it's that's all what anybody's talking you. about. I mean, <laughs> that just tells you how good he is and how good we can be. And he he averaged it was his best game of making people miss. I saw that on PFFs, like his projected running, whatever it is, and whatever that stat is, but he made more people miss in that game, you know, and stuff like that. And he has, and our our, our offensive line has been great pass oh. blocking, but run blocking hasn't yeah. really – we have holes here and there, like the goal line, that first touchdown he had, they – I could have ran the ball in that one. You know, like it was wide open. But I, I we do – that's what makes me think we haven't even hit our stride to where we can go to. And our offense is still – we're one of – six teams averaging 30 points a game, you know, and we're we're setting all these offensive records for our team and stuff, and we still haven't even hit our stride. Well, there was some stat, because the Titans were six for six in the red zone. Tannehill didn't – No turnovers. No it was just like him and Brett Favre were the only two players in the history of the league that had ever – I can't remember what the exact stat was. I think it was, was to have two touchdown passes and one rush rushing. TD, and – which Tannehill, he didn't have an incompletion in the red zone. Yeah. He was like 7-7 seven of seven or 8-8, eight of eight, whatever it was, and we had six touchdowns through that. But, yeah, I mean, that's I mean it, that's one thing that I've heard, I heard him say multiple times that he worked on the soft season was we had to be more efficient in the red zone and not settle for field goals so that you yeah. don't put our kickers in that situation. Well, I think since Tannehill's been quarterback, the Titans have been in the red zone 55 times and we've scored like 47 touchdowns. He has the highest in, yeah. the, in the league I mean, as it's, far as red It's zone. crazy. He's playing really well, and and if I would he, have to if say he, this though, I mean, he's starting to get respect. Uh, I mean, uh, media is really starting to get yeah, the, the more. PF, the well, PF uh, Pro Football Focus put he's one of the four MVP candidates. The reason why he yeah. was not good is because of Adam Gase. Yeah, yeah. that's it, that's it. It's so Adam much. Gase is horrible. Right. That's why Sam Darnold looks like crap. And they, right he now. was still five. It was still five hundred. Yeah. Even with that. Yeah. yeah. He beat the Patriots a couple times. He had his moments. That's the thing. And it's so much of a system. You give a guy, uh, you know, a top two, three running back in the league. You give him a, a culture, a system, a coach, everything from the top down. You give him weapons. And he that's what everyone's like. He's then, not the same guy he was down there. And then also, too, I mean, sometimes the systems don't click together. Sometimes yeah. it could be a decent system. I mean, I'm not going to say Mariota, for example, we, because he had a lot of different is, OCs. Oh, but but if he but, – Brutal. But listen, if he, had, if he had had the right OC, if he had had the right oh, yeah. things around him, he'd been, he'd been top five in the league. Easy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's, there's, and I know that, you know, you can – you can speculate and, 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 you know, do retrospect all the time. And, you know, it's your opinion is as good as anybody. I truly believe that, though, um, because you can see it because even given the unbelievably terrible situation the Titans organization failed Marcus in, he still found ways to win. You know, he still found ways to win. Yeah, he had it as a player. Exactly. Yeah. So I mean, and you know, his yeah. talent was able to make up for it and stuff. Yeah. Not to make you cry, Evan, but yeah. I'm just saying yeah. though. No, I'm just saying. Alike. I'm getting a little emotional. Tannehill Tenny, and Mariota are a lot alike in the fact that they both Tannehill's on his whatever coordinator. You know, he they yeah. changed him a lot, and same thing with Marcus. To to the one backlash, like you said, the tight we we ruined Marcus. We we like that. Our style of football is not his style of football. It didn't ever match. And they tried to match. force it. And they we tried, tried to, to force, force it. it on him. All, the only other thing home. is, if if Mariota doesn't get hurt and he doesn't break his leg and that whatever injury, before that he was on pace to be a top five quarterback. Yeah, he was, hands down. I really mean, you both will fight that to the grave. Yeah. He, you know, hey, he, I just said it. <laughs> and if he don't get hurt, you know, no that, respect for these I mean, guys. He he don't get hurt. He's you know on that path, but also even coming back, he was the same guy. And he, you said he still found ways to win. We still you know behind our rushing attack, but Tannehill with that element, we don't have to. He has that arm to set the pot. The play action style is his style. 
And, he, and he's a good runner. He's a good runner. I mean, he had forty. He had big yeah. forty yard rushing. Forty had forty. Uh, rushing when he yards. when he was on the when like his first year on the team, he had the fastest forty time than anybody else on the team. Yeah. Well, he's a wide receiver. So that and that's that's another yeah. thing that I was reading before the season started. They're like Tannehill is really only in his eighth year or ninth year of being a quarterback. Are we, are y'all talking about Marcus? Or y'all talking about Tannehill? Uh, Tannehill. Oh, I apologize. I thought y'all were still. I was watching the game. I thought y'all were still talking about Marcus. No. Yeah, Marcus, Tannehill was not the fastest. But what I'm saying, Marcus ran a four five two. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, I thought y'all were talking about Marcus. Let me be clear about that. No, Tannehill. <laughs> No, Tannehill's fast, yeah, fast still, though. Yeah, Tannehill is fast. And yeah. they, they were saying Sorry. that someone was watching practice, and they were saying that the cool thing they've noticed about Tannehill is he'll go out to AJ or he'll go out to Corey Davis or Humphreys, and he'll run the route he wants them to run, and they have that respect for him because you're a D1 wide receiver at yeah. Texas A&M at an SEC school, and he'll go out and show them, I want you to do this on that cut. And he and they, they respect that, and they know – you know, this guy actually knows what he's talking about. He's not just like, oh, I can play receiver too, mm-hmm. you know. He did he it. Actually, he's did he it. Did. That's he, how he got yeah, a scholarship. That's how he got a scholarship was <laughs> being a receiver. Other things that helped us this past week, Raiders, man. Raiders. They, Raiders helped us out. Raiders are good against the Chiefs. Yep. They did. They did. Dad, and, uh, Dad was texting me the whole yeah. time. He, he texts me when they win. Hey, they look good. <laughs> they Derek, did look Derek good. Derek Carr looked good. He said, y'all put uh, up two more points than we did. And I was like, sure did. <laughs> I think he's, yeah, I think that's what he said. Oh, uh, uh, you're going to have to help me out. Who beat the uh, Colts? Oh, the uh, Browns. The Browns, which the Browns are looking pretty good right now, I have to admit. Uh, Philip Rivers lost. Like, that's what it's going to be. Like, I've seen more. Philip Rivers, he throw, yeah. the two picks he Pick, throws are yeah. just terrible. I mean, that's how you're going to beat the Colts is – because the Colts have a good roster. They just don't have a quarterback. And what terrifies me to death is I saw it today that the Colts were interested in trading for Sam Darnold, and I did not want that to happen no. because that would be like they would just get another. Because I'm a big Sam Darnold guy, and I think that would just be the most like Colts thing for them. No, to, it would him be to fall into their, the Jets are like we're going to trade him for like a second, you know? Or they <laughs> somehow end up with Trevor Lawrence this year. Yeah, that would be Colts because yeah, be, you yeah. lose Peyton Manning, and then oh, you get Andrew Luck. Luck. Yeah. But but now they've kind of fell into a little bit of bit bad of a, luck. Yeah, exactly. So, so hopefully you know. they continue. Yeah, but yeah. But I could just see it being a thing like they just get Sam Darnold and he goes there and yeah. just like haunts us. The uh, the Dolphins smoked the 49ers. Oh yeah. I mean, <laughs> kicked their tail. Yeah. Garoppolo looked horrible. Fitzpatrick looked like Fitz Peyton Magic. Manning. Magic <laughs> I mean, it was great, but. So that, I'm interested to see how the Dolphins play the rest of the season because they were a team coming in the year that a lot of people were pretty big on, and they kind of got off to a slow start, but they're kind of picking back up now. Well, Le'Veon, breaking news. Yeah. You know, Le'Veon signs with the Chiefs. Uh, that's, you know, right as this has been recorded, it was right before that he – uh, he announced that he's going to pick the Chiefs, but it was down to the Chiefs. This is a behind-the-call exclusive. Devin Belt breaking news, you know, breaking news. Um, no doubt about it. But I thought if he goes to the Dolphins, that's a little scary because yeah. at some point, two is going to take over for Fitzmagic. I have a feeling. And, like, I think they've already should have done it, but Fitzmagic, he said Fitzmagic looks really good. So, he did. I mean, I, I ain't going to hate on him because, you know, he does win games. But I thought Le'Veon has a better – why not go there? You don't really have much competition. Is where they just drafted Clyde Edwards-Helaire. He's looked pretty good. I mean, sure they don't have the other Williams guy who opted out, but you're going to be fighting for carries. Yeah. Well. You can go there to the Dolphins and have a role. You know, right? But. Yeah, because and and you, he can't. T- I know the Jets offered him the most money uh, back last offseason whenever he signed with them. Um, and I'm sure the reason that he would say he signed with the Chiefs now is because uh, to be a contender. Yeah. but. You didn't think that uh, last offseason when you signed with the New York Jets, you knew they weren't going to contend for anything except the number one pick in the draft, yeah. and yet you still signed with them. 
uh, you were just looking for money and some opportunities. And and like you said, he could have got that with the Dolphins, but now he's going to be having to split a lot of time in that backfield with the Lair back there. But he's going to have a good chance at winning a, a championship too. Yeah, exactly. But if he would have just stayed with the Steelers and not been a big baby, then he would have had a chance to yeah. uh, do that with them. He's so. still probably a two-time – or he's already a two-time All-Pro. He's probably about a four-time. You know, if he stays in exactly. that system when A.B. don't go crazy and everything that happens. Man, happens, they had like, some pers- – I can totally the triple see B's, you know, the, they're better off without either one of those players. The Steelers are in my yeah. mind because, whoo, I would hate to have to deal with those egos every single day. Yeah. Man. Then, yeah. I mean, an A.B., I mean, what he was there. Oh, you my know, gosh. The triple B's. And then, and then Roth, you know, Roethlisberger yeah. is, is – you know, he's barring that we if we we beat Houston and the Steelers beat whoever they play, we'll be going in both five and zero, oh, and that'll be a big matchup. Yeah. You know, between us and them. And then the the Bills and Chiefs play Monday night. That's a big game. That's a big. It, that, that's a big game. That was what was supposed to be Thursday. I think. Yeah, it was supposed to be tonight because it's be like nice. it'd be a great time for the Bills to bounce back. Exactly. It's like four or five on Monday. I can't remember which time. They just yeah. showed it while I go on the bottom of the screen. But it'd be the best for us. But well, no, I don't know what it would. Again, it's the Titans. It doesn't matter because because if because if Bills well here's the thing though from a media standpoint Bills win well they just had a bad you know they just had a bad game against the Titans no big deal if they uh, if the uh, Chiefs go ahead and beat them well they're just falling apart you know yeah it doesn't really matter you know what the the thing that and going back to the Titans which sorry guys it's now, that, that was my fault on but, that one but the thing that's so impressive is they were without all those starters. And they did what they did, and then you get you're gonna get those guys back. They just and then back. and then the the previous the first three games we played, we were without key guys AJ Brown, Adore Jackson, who's still on IR. But and you and you won those games, man. Whenever like, and we talked about it earlier, but whenever you hit that potential, whenever they start, you get everybody. We that, haven't been fully healthy. That stride, yet. man. Ooh. It's gonna be hopefully it'll be something special to see. Yeah, I think I think it will be. And the first time four and zero since oh eight. Yeah, and that was a great year. Yeah, uh, but this team is better than that team. Oh yeah, because this team uh, is more than one dimensional on offense. That year, Kerry Collins was the quarterback, and you had Smash and Dash with Lindell White and uh, Chris Johnson. Yeah. That was Chris Johnson's rookie year. Yeah. So you was all about the you were all about the ground game then. Which you kind of are now too with with Derrick Henry, but, but you've got so a totally more, different yeah. offensive scheme and a totally different mindset also because Fisher was more of a, uh, you know, you're gonna run the ball and you're gonna kind of just control the game here. We're gonna play really good defense and we're gonna we're gonna win the game. We're averaging, but it's, 30 it's points different here. It's way different here. We're averaging thirty points a game. Like yeah. that's you know the old days of just all oh, the Titans are just gonna play defense and you know kick a field goal late or score a touchdown and ice it. It's, we better be glad the offense is playing as well as they are. Yeah, because they're, they're covering up a lot of mistakes or covering up a lot of weak spots. Absolutely, and you know I think I think it's gonna get better whenever you get. Uh, yeah, you're missing so many. You're missing back. so many pieces. And at some point, Clowney is going to get those sacks because yeah. he is within an inch almost every time. Yeah. I mean, he, he's back there. He's got one of the best pass rush uh, rates, percentage, rate, yeah. in, in the league, but he just he's just not getting home yet. But he, it's going to get we're, there. We're like second or third in hurries or yeah. pressure. You know, like we're just so close. At some point, you know, that, you know, the flood's going to break that open and we're going to, you know, you're going to start getting home it's on some come, of those. Yeah. Landry, that sack he yeah. had, he bulldozed through like three dudes and just got home. We... 
Traded Correa. Correa. That was probably the biggest, like, F you move John Robinson ever done yeah. to trade him to the Jags the for, like, a, you know, in a seventh round pick for a six. And we like got a that. six, and it's going to be a high, high six. six. Yeah. So, really, you know, you're, that's, and, you're, a, and you get that. It was only like 1.50 mil, but all that cap is relieved. In yeah, a you year did. that the cap's probably going to. Go and down. you initially traded him for, a, uh, you traded a six for him to the Ravens. Yeah. And he did give. Some pretty good years. Last year, didn't, yeah, last year in our playoff run, he was more he was, more He consistent. was good. I mean, yeah. he was a free agent, and they chose to sign him back. Mm. But he wasn't getting any playing time, well, obviously, because you signed Jadavian Clowney. And Beasley. And you got Beasley, who back. has not done anything yet, but I think he will. He's and been, Beasley he, stole Correa's number, too. Yeah, so, he's, number 44. Yeah, he wanted that. Yeah, he's been, and Beasley's been getting close, too. Yeah. Now that first game he was in, he, he had 18 snaps, and like 14 of them, he was within, like, so yeah, you know, was, almost there, you know, getting home. And that's just – it's his – Clowney's just now getting back into game shape. Beasley is still working on getting – this is Beasley's second game, third game. That was his second or third game. Yeah. So, they're just now getting back into the shape of things. You get where – you have those – Landry, Beasley, Clowney, Jeff, all out there together. Someone's getting home, you know, and it's you know, yes. it's going to be dangerous. And then uh, – Plus, you get covered sacks if you can get yeah. Adoree back. Fulton, Malcolm Butler plays the way he's been playing. I mean, it's – it's exciting. And Rash- Rashawn's a yeah. good yeah. pass rusher from that linebacker spot. Jayon's best, one of the best covered and, guys. And, and the, our DBs, obviously Logan Ryan was the best at this, and he's no longer with the Titans, with the Giants. But blitzing, uh, you know, that that was one big thing with Dean Pease is he, he designed all his pressures yeah. mainly. You know, it wasn't necessarily about getting home with – with yeah. just your straight four we man rush. We had those last night too, or t- yeah. Tuesday night, that I noticed that the DB, whoever he was sitting from that, that spot was getting closer, at least pressuring him, making him make a bad throw. Right. You know. Yeah. So that's it's. And good then Derek, uh, Derek Roberson. Yeah. Who will be the one that yeah. will be in for Correa, and he's he's going to give you just as much as Correa did. He, so. he gave you when he came on he last was year. Solid. He was Yeah. And so if you can get that out of him, I mean that. You know, it's exciting. I I I can't wait to see what this. Hopefully, is we be, keep progressing this way. You know. Yeah. So. Switching gears. We got to talk about. No, we don't have to talk about it. Dak. We don't have to talk oh. about it. Dak was Taylor's quarterback. No, Zach was Taylor's team. <laughs> Dak was. Dak kept me in the last two games. I mean, he I wouldn't was, have beat Devin without him. He was I great. I wouldn't have beat Reed without him. He was great. He's putting up, he was putting up insane numbers. He was putting up NFL record um, numbers. And let me be honest, him hurting his ankle totally trumps anything that I'm. I'm, I'm upset that. I'm gonna be honest. It's fantasy at the end of the day. Not that you know. I I feel bad for him. I don't care. I hope he's okay <laughs> because that he was seemed in good spirits today. He yeah. sent a video out um, and he was like, but saying it was but okay. nevertheless, um, yeah. We uh, we at the uh, the <laughs> Mattoon Monsoon uh, front office had to make a quick decision, and as soon as it was, as soon as the uh, pro, uh, prognosis, there you go, or the diagnosis, compound. Came out, yeah. Fractured and dislocation. Serious yeah. injury. Um, Goodness. I got a couple quarterbacks I, uh, if you need one. So, so you know. yeah, I I remember those trades I didn't yeah. want? Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I put in for Brady. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, that was the quarterback that I was eyeing in the draft, and it just fell. And I just took the first one that was up. And Dak was the first one up. And, again, we'll still be like a 100-point team. We're, you still got Matt Ryan. Yeah, and – Again, that's you know, that's it's gonna be that's, it's either gonna be Matt my, it's either gonna be Matt or it's gonna be Brady. That's always my go-to. And all in all honesty, it's gonna that's what's terrible about it because I hate 
that I'm in that position now to where it's week to week on who I'm yeah. going to start. Because before it was like, oh, this is going to be Dak. Dak That's easy, time. easy, easy. Yeah. That's and the way this, I am with Tyler I, Murray. I don't and, even have another quarterback right now. And uh, Matt was just the uh, trade bait slash, you know, catastrophic insanity and <laughs> looks like we're here and so i just put in a claim real quick for it's brady because i knew i was going to lose matt and ryan has a good matchup so yeah but that that's the thing i'm gonna be in that situation yeah. and i'm gonna lose a couple games because I'm well gonna i've make got a, you I'm that, gonna that's a couple quarterbacks decisions. i got tanny hill and man I've got deciding who to play week to week in tough. those matchup based things is just because seriously crap going into it i was just because i you know this past week was the first week i had to deal with buys and so yeah uh before that, I was just posting my lineup. And Man, that's why that, when you know? when you have a dude like like a like a, a Dalvin Cook or a McCaffrey, Zeke, Kamara, someone that it doesn't matter who they're going to play, they're going to get you at least more than likely 20, 20, yeah. 20 to twenty five. Well, that's a game. how Philip Rivers used to be. Yeah, Philip Rivers was, was you knew what he was getting. He's getting about sixteen, seventeen points every week. That and if you built your team around. Just playing the numbers game, he's great. He was great to have. A lot of years at San Diego, where I would be, I think I had him a couple of years for fantasy, just because it was like I know he's going to get that. He's not going to have a week where he doesn't at least get that. Yeah, you know. And uh, we look at Sam lost to Ethan this week, and it was because quarterback he had Jimmy G put up negative one. Yeah. If not for that, like if he puts up fifteen, he went. You know, any yep. just ten. You know, anything. Just anything. Yeah, it's yeah. tough. All good things must come to an end, though. So I'll play I, you I this, playing, I play yeah, you this yeah, week. You're going to win. Oh, I, I don't know about that. He uh, <laughs> got me this past week because of, gosh, I'm still – I've had like – okay, so I'm one and four, you know, humble brag. Uh, but <laughs> literally, Tyler beat me just straight up. Like, he, his team put up like 160, 170. You know, like, I'm – you had a good week. There's not a lot I can do about it. Every other week, I have been so screwed by something on Sunday night football or Monday night football that it is just unreal at this point how unlucky it has become that either someone plays somebody that goes off those games or, like, Dalvin goes out in the third and then just yeah. stands there on the sideline. Like, I could come back in, but no, I'm not going to. Yep. Or Kamara, they're like, oh, let's hand it off to Latavius Murray seven throw it to times. Emmanuel yeah. Sanders. Or throw it to Emmanuel Sanders, who Evan plays because Michael Thomas is <laughs> out. I'm like, okay, easy dub. And then Thomas Davis or Mike Davis, whatever he oh, is, Mike Davis drops 30 off. burger or whatever it was, you know, Ooh. like on me. Yeah. My gosh. He's killing know. it. We got and, oh. in an eight league team, we got five teams that are three and two. Three and right two. Now. That's, I mean, that's, you know, that's going to start falling apart very quickly because a lot of those teams yeah, are going to be playing. Eventually, I'm going to win some. <laughs> yeah. I'm just waiting to get through, like, break. I just won. I guess, yeah, I guess you got to get to two wins and then they start coming. Yeah. But I've, I mean, I, I, every week, like, I was, I was, Y'all didn't get to hear my rant about Lamar, sadly, because that podcast didn't get recorded, but or got I, recorded, but I you had, didn't hear well, it. I certainly say I, I could play it sometime. You could play it sometime because it was pretty good, and I went on about how Lamar's trash. But which is funny now because Colin Cowherd, he must have heard it. Yeah, he must he have heard it because he, he, he did say though he was like, "Well, let's let's not get ahead of ourselves." Yeah, Lamar's still great. Yeah, Lamar but, is a great. He he's said, a great runner. Yeah, yeah, and that's what I said. I mean, Lamar's a top five. Like, if you want to say he's a top five player, I'm cool with that. Do not say he is a top five quarterback because he's not. He's the best running back to ever throw the ball. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he he makes him good throws. I think, you know, I think Henry beats him. Yeah, out on that. Henry's yeah. got it. Yeah, he's got a better completion percentage. But it's <laughs> true. But no, I mean that's just that's how fantasy football is. It's one of the most you love it, but you hate it. It's so it's so much like golf. Like 
you know, you're out there crushing the ball, and you're like, you know, this game's pretty easy. I, you know, I could probably go play pro. And no, then, we don't all think that way. Okay, sorry. And then, like, <laughs> the next time you're like, I hate this game. I don't know what I'm doing out here. And that's that, how fancy oh, football is. I, that I sounds spend more my, like me. My Sunday afternoons, I'm just like, yeah. you know, you do here, and then someone gets a touchdown, and you're, you feel so good. It's such a thrilling, like, that's okay, it. my dude, I played for, him. He scored. For doing go. nothing at all. For doing nothing. <laughs> yeah. And then only to have, like, Monday night, you're, you need, like, five <laughs> points, and it's like you have a great receiver playing in all oh, first quarter. Oh, tweets his ankle. Oh, we're just going to let him out this game. And it's yep. like, you know. Dude, when I got so addicted crushing. to fantasy football, I can tell you exactly. I was driving home from Murray on a Monday night. I had a, I had a night class, and I was listening to Monday Night Football uh, on, on the radio on the way home. And uh, I think it was Cam Newton or it was – it was either Cam Newton or a, a running back um, that I had, and you know it was like you got to get twenty points, and he mm-hmm. had like eighteen. I'm like, give him the ball, give him, you know, it's like, oh yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah, scramble, run, you know, and it's just like yeah. it means nothing in the grand scheme of things because it was like the first week, you know. Yeah. But yeah, again, yeah. it makes it makes it, it makes every NFL it makes every game, game exciting. Yeah, yeah, the games that you Regardless. don't care about, you got some weird three twenty five game that no one's walking for the Washington football team because yeah. I have Terry McLaurin, yeah, and Antonio one, Gibson, yeah. so I'm wanting them dudes the ball out. But going yeah. into our matchup, yeah. the 49ers gave me negative four, yep. and Zach Ertz gave me one. Yeah. I was like, there is no way. Yeah, that I, I'm I was. I was feeling so good. There's no I was way. Like, I had three. I had Camara. I had the Saints kicker, and I had their defense. And I'm like. I almost didn't play the defense because I was like, some reason Herbert just goes off and they, yeah. and they ended up putting up zero or whatever it was. That may be two or three. You know, it didn't really help me at all. But their kicker is just balls balling out. You know, just like he dropped almost 20, I think it was. He had it was quite a bit. Yeah, he had a couple 50 yarders and like he, he didn't miss an extra point or anything. Yeah. He was doing good. I have Alvin Stinking Camara who's dropping like 30 a week, you know, just casually. And he's like just not – they're not giving him the ball. Like he, he didn't – he had like two points at half. And I'm like, okay, at some point – and we talked about it, that catch he had, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, okay, that that sparks it. And then I need them to miss that field goal at the end. I need something to happen to go to overtime. Kamara gets the ball. I'm feeling good. Like, you know, they're, they're not going to target Sanders and not let Kamara touch the ball. Feeling good about it. And then he misses it, clicks off the uprights. So I'm like, let's go. Saints get the ball first, so they're guaranteed the ball. Like, they're going to grind it down, go score a touchdown. Kamara's probably going to score, and that's all I need to touch them from him, and it's over. And what do you know? It's like dump off to Kamara, or dump off to Sanders, Sanders, dump to Sanders, dump to Sanders. No, Kamara, you just you just sit out there. We don't need Man, you. Man, I was, I was so hyped um, because I could not believe – I, I couldn't believe that Sanders put up 24. I was just like, this is And then is I didn't play Tannehill, unreal. and Tannehill dropped 29, yeah. and Watson dropped played him against the Jags, and he put like 24. It's solid, 24 solid, you know. See, this, that, is, this is a fun week for me because I've got to go out. I have to get a defense because um, I have Colts defense. I had to but go I've get got, one. But I've got Mixon and Boyd playing. So yeah. if they do well, my defense has to do bad yeah, and yeah, vice versa. Yeah. So I can't – you can't – you know, it's a double-edged it's sword. So the you, only thing about you gotta, defense you know, place is, all your bets on something like yeah. that. You can always just play a defense and hope that they get, you know, they get a pick six or something like that yeah. or a fumble return for a touchdown, and that's a guaranteed it's six a cold, points. So. See, I'm, I'm streaming the Dolphins <laughs> this week because they play the Jets. And Adam Gase is going to give them yeah. lots of opportunities to do that's well. True. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I had – because I had the Niners – which they lost Bosa and they got a bunch of injuries. They had negative four, negative four against the Dolphins. Yeah, that was pitiful. Yeah, ridiculous. But yeah, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a good week of uh, fantasy football. Yeah, NFL, college, the, the whole day. Well, and I had to play Gronk this week too, um, because Waller's. Get, so you're doubling up with uh, Brady and Gronk. 
if I play Brady. I either put in Brady or I'll I have to a, put I in. I got a couple uh, tight ends too. Uh, oh, <laughs> I don't, hey, Waller. Uh, no, Waller's, Waller's been balling. Waller's been balling. Waller's a good player. Yeah. I was glad I held on to him. Well, okay, so this is kind of changing topic a little bit, but we haven't talked about you know NBA or MLB in a while. And baseball is my thing, you know. So, and although it's going to pain me to talk about baseball because my Yankees lost in Game Five and it was a gut wrenching feeling. <sighs> I'll talk about it anyway, just because we're in we're in the NLCS, ALCS. Don't it's worry, actually, I'll screw up this somehow, so nobody will get to hear it. So it's fine. it's actually it, we're we're at I think the Braves just actually knocked Kershaw out, and so they're up to they're up in the series two to one. Um, and on the AL side, uh, it's Rays in Houston, and I you know could care less about who wins that game. Or series because I hate them both, but I'd honestly probably the Rays rather the Rays win because Houston cheats and they don't deserve to win anything. But they actually won tonight on a walk off tank by Correa to go to make the series three to two. So the Rays had a three zero lead now it's three two. So that you know, and the thing about baseball this year is the series is are going. It's however many games you have. So if it's a five game series, seven game series, whatever it is, you're playing that straight with no off days, which you always had the travel days, you know, and games off in between. So it's making things so much more interesting because you have guys that you got to really think about, okay, do I put this guy for my bullpen in or do I try and just save them and like cash the race manager yesterday, he didn't throw any of his high leverage guys because he's thinking, okay, we just put it away tomorrow. Well, Houston goes up a little bit, and then it's like, okay, do I save it again? But if not, they're 3-2, you know, and it it creates such, you know, it actually makes the game a lot more fun. I was kind of worried about it, but it makes it a lot more, you know, interesting to watch and seeing the managers have to decide, okay, normally it's, you know, we get a lead in the seventh, and I have my three studs, and we're going to go, you know, like that. And so it's been a lot fun to watch. Um, I don't know if y'all have been watching much baseball or not, but – I haven't. I had to give the baseball rundown. <laughs> I know, like, you know, shout out Vicki Carlson. She was like, you need to start talking baseball more. So, I'm going to talk baseball. If the Cubs were still in it, yeah, I would. you know, and that's uh, – the Yankees uh, lost, but – And also, Evan, side note, I saw what you saw. Yeah. That's the definition yeah. of passing Yeah, he had a handful of jersey, man. Yeah, that was the, that's the definition of – not only that, he pulled him back whenever he yeah. was coming in Going with the ball. Going And the, the, mean, that side judge was right there. I don't know. And then he also had, uh, of course, that corner also had a, another play there, too, uh, after. But anyway, um, yeah, you know, it's just weird with the way baseball does it. And the same thing with, like, basketball. I know a lot of people oh, – yeah, I know a lot of people uh, – It's you say, oh, there's going to be an asterisk. They still got, like, half Heck their no. season. Yeah. Um, NBA played that. way more than that. Also, what's funny – Shout out. I was going to say, what's funny or something that – was almost almost emotional for me. You know me; I'm not a big NBA guy anymore, um, just because I just just I just don't find it entertaining as much. Um, although you know, in this kind of season, it was fun to watch a game every now and then because, especially later in the playoffs, they they seem to really kind of go after it more. But um, Anthony Davis getting emotional that that kind of hit me just because of the, the UK and yeah, you that- finally got to see a guy. Do something that was never going to happen in New Orleans, and yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. totally. <That's, laughs> shout out to like, uh, well, I didn't really get to it, but the Lakers, you know, put that series away and won. And shout out LeBron. I mean, the greatest of all time, the greatest to ever do it. You know, getting it, it, getting that fourth ring. I mean that this this win, the adversity, like you said, that people are like the LeBron haters say that there's an asterisk to the season and it shouldn't count. But you can't tell me that. 
you play three fourths of your season, get shut down, and then had to take three months off, which is like a normal off season, and then had to come back in a bubble for almost three months, not being able to see anyone besides your teammates and staying in a hotel and stuff. That that makes it almost more impressive. Here here's what's weird to me is that you say you say LeBron haters, but LeBron has the hate for LeBron has overshadowed the already existing hate for the Lakers. Yeah, exactly. Nobody really, ever talks yeah. about that. No, because now, right. because here's the thing: had had LeBron not been any part of that Lakers organization, Lakers, if they had won or you know still won the championship without LeBron, it would have been the same thing. It's got to be an asterisk. Yeah, because it's the Lakers. Yeah, but the LeBron hate is so real. Yeah, it is that that essentially it is for. Imagine a player going to the Yankees that people hated so much. That nobody even talks about, you know, because you either love the Yankees or you hate the Yankees. Yep. There is no middle ground, and it's the same that's way with same. the Lakers. And that's like, that's how it's become with LeBron. Mm-hmm. It's either, you either you're either like me, you're a LeBron stand, and you love him through and through, or you like people legitimately hate him. And the reason they hate him is because the, usually they're you're either a LeBron fan or a Michael fan. And and they've created that where it's almost these guys have a rivalry. Well, the media than, the media created that rather than respecting. Like I mean, I'm a LeBron through and through, and everyone's like, "Oh, you weren't you know you weren't alive to see Jordan." Well, there's this great thing called YouTube, and they have like every game that you ever want to watch and every highlight. And you know, I watched Last Dance, and Michael Jordan is the greatest scorer, the greatest you know offensive weapon of the basketball I've ever seen. But when you talk about all around game. I will fight to the end that LeBron is the greatest of all time. That aside, what he's able to do to make his team better. You know, everyone was hating on him for passing that. I don't know if y'all saw it. Did you see, like, the Danny Green miss shot? We were that? coming back from Caverna, Caverna but I, I was listening to, to yeah. uh, he, some analysis he, on LeBron it, yeah. had just went three straight times through the whole, you know, put his team on the back, scored. And so, of course, you know, as time's about to expire and LeBron starts driving, everyone's going to run to him. Well, he has Danny Green – one of the greatest, like, clutch three-point shooters. He killed him when he was with the Spurs. Wide open at the top of the key. I mean, literally, like, more space. The closest man would be on that wall, and he was like that, you know, that open, and he misses it, and everyone's like, oh, you should have took the last shot. If you know basketball, why would you take that shot? That's not a smart shot to take when you got three guys laying on you compared to you got a great three-point shooter. Yeah. And so that from that aspect, of course, Jordan would have shot that shot. <laughs> and you want Jordan shooting that shot because he's a – you know, like I said, he's the greatest scorer of the basketball that, you know, the NBA has ever seen. Side note on this football game also that we're watching, uh, for anybody still listening, this has been the longest third yeah. quarter in <laughs> It has went up. I was just thinking the same thing. You know, this game's going to be in the <laughs> 60s possibly because yeah. these teams are putting up some points. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, uh, but it used to be when Kobe was playing, it was you were a LeBron fan or you were a Kobe fan. Uh-huh. Yeah. But – and now that LeBron's on the Lakers, that that's kind of merged. Yeah. So there's not really that – LeBron versus Kobe thing anymore. No, it's, see, but here's the thing, it's though: just is LeBron that it, Jordan. It's always you've always had that that rivalry. Like, I mean, you had Larry Bird versus Magic yeah. Johnson. Yeah, there's always all through yeah. the '80s and stuff, and and uh, you know, as the years went on, you you always had a, a rivalry between two two players, typically East West guys. Yeah. So, you know. well, and the reason the reason that MJ people hate LeBron so much is because of how dang good he is. Like, you can say and you can sit there and say that he's terrible. You know he's not good. Hey, LeBron, yeah, but you're you're lying. You can't look at him and watch him play basketball and be like, that dude's not gifted. But my point of all this is, is that you know Michael Jordan hardcore stands that he's the greatest ever have grown to hate him because 
there's that doubt in the back of your mind that it is possible that he is the greatest of all time. And you can sit there and say it's not, but if I'm like, okay, you know, Kyle Corver is the greatest player of all time, you're just going to laugh it off and not even not even give me a response. You know, you're, you're stupid. But when it's actually somebody and you, you know that they actually could be, then that's when that, you know, and you start to hate him. And, of course, ESPN, everybody's like, oh, ESPN just loves him. That's all they care about. Well, I think they – you know, see what kind of generational he was nicknamed the chosen one at 18 years yeah. old. And when you have that kind of pressure and that much, I mean, you're gonna you're gonna have to live it to the hype. And well, I don't see how you say he hasn't. You right? had two guys that were really, you know, two two of the best, some of the, you know the best NBA players in history. And the thing mm-hmm. about it is, they came really close to each other in the grand scheme of the NBA. You, yep. you look at baseball, for example, you don't have conversations quite like that uh, because some of the only times you ever talked about players being great, not greatest of all time, but great is whenever you saw like in the late nineties with Sammy Sosa and McGuire, um, you know, in different, you know, with baseball in particular, you know, you, nobody's comparing, uh, you know, uh, I'm just trying to think of some like names. Mantle, yeah, yeah, you're not, Mike you're not, Trout. Exactly. Just, exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what I'm saying. Or, you know, me, I'm Mickey Mantle uh, with Mike Trout. You know, you don't have those comparisons because the game was so, so far apart from each other that um, you're not, you know, you're comparing apples to oranges at that yep. point. With these two guys, the game hasn't evolved a whole lot. Yeah, I mean, you There's, you, you can shoot say a lot that more you, threes and stuff like exactly. That, but, you I don't, mean, and again, and also with like defenses changed. But here's the thing, though: back in the '70s, nobody played defense. I mean, you know, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was just running. You know, he was just running up the court. Uh, yeah, he's playing against guys that are like part-time postal workers. And well, that too. <laughs> but the, the, the point I'm trying to make is that no, they are a lot more comparable uh, in the grand scheme of things. And yeah. so that that's where that comes up. And then also it's just, again, we live in an era where you have guys that go on the radio and talk for three hours every single morning. they got to talk about something. And so that's just something you can talk about. about time, like, yeah. At the end of the day, it's a good thought experiment. But they were both great in their own ways. Yep. Absolutely. So, yeah. The the, yeah. the funny thing you're talking about how baseball, you know, it's hard to compare because it's the game's changed so much. Which Mickey Mantle was better than Mike. What are you yeah. talking about? Yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> no, so I'm like one playing, of the one, like I listen to this podcast called Starting Nine. It's Barstool's like baseball podcast, and they always talk about you know one of the guys on there is big about if if Babe Ruth played today, and Babe Ruth, you know, known as one of the greatest you know hitters ever known to man. Would he be able to make an MLB roster today? What do you think? Do you think he would be able Who, to? Mickey Mantle? No, Babe Ruth. Do you Babe think Ruth? Babe Ruth could make a roster today? Do you think he, you know, would be like the same hitter that he is? That I he think I think at best he could be a, a, a at best like he would be a I don't know a designated hitter. Yeah, at best. Well, well, the thing is it. There's no way that you can tell me the pitching that he used to face. He's never seen anything close to 100 miles an hour. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. they, back then, they were throwing, you know, just, you know, like mid 80 up or 80. Now, you yeah. had some guys that could throw it. Don't get me wrong. Did, but what I'm yeah. saying in terms of athleticism, back then, you know, you're in the right spot and you could hit a curveball, or you're in the right spot and you yeah. can just, you, you know, you just hit a ball effectively. Yeah. It's going to make a big difference. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Babe Ruth is the guy that everybody goes to. But, um, you know, when you look at he was uh, out in the parking lot, just you know, down in Stogies and <laughs> drinking beer, like in between games, like you know, and like how prime conditioned people players are now, yeah, and yeah. all the analytics of like the spin rate of how you spin a ball and stuff like that. Like, I, I'm on the campaign of you, 
you know, he couldn't even be able to touch some of these curveball. And, like, you got 102, and people are just pinning it on the dime on the outside. And he would, like, uh, my comment about, you know, they were playing postal work. Like, he was legitly playing against dudes who had other jobs that baseball was his part-time, you know. Right. And so, he, of course, he's, you know, really gifted, and he's just hitting tanks off of them. But, but it's that's what baseball is just so hard to compare generational. As you were saying, basketball is basketball. Yeah. Yep. It's five on five. You lace it up. Not much. I mean, obviously, it was – a whole lot more physical because you you know MJ would just drive and someone would just punch him in the face and they're like oh you know it's you know just play on and obviously but you don't want that like I don't want to watch that that's not you know but some guy shooting thirty foul shots a game that's not fun for me to watch yeah. listen this might be a hot take and I I get that everybody points to Babe Ruth being well Babe Ruth you know would never be able to you know compete with the guys today it's like okay that's fine. But let's let's just take Babe Ruth out of it. I mean, Ted Williams, for example. Ted Williams could probably play in any generation. I mean, yeah. he was amazing. His career got cut off short because of uh, well, he was he went to war in World War II yeah. and then came back and continued playing. Or else, I think that he'd be in conversation of one of the greatest players of all time because he kind of already is. Yeah. Um, but you know, you you've had crazy talent like him, Mickey Mantle, Ozzy Smith. Uh, you know, the list goes on and on and on. Uh, Pete Rose, Pete Rose could play today. I mean, in his prime, he could play today for sure, mm. for sure, no question about it. Um, because you've had those guys. I think whenever you get caught up, yeah, you had guys that uh, because with like Babe Ruth in particular, he was surrounded by, you know, dream team at one point. <laughs> you yeah. know, he could do a lot of stuff uh, with the with the people that he had around him. But um, you know, baseball. But I, I agree with what you said though. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's five on five, lace them up and you go. I get it. Baseball is interesting because, um, you know, you did have those guys mixed in throughout. And you know their names because they could have played it at any time yeah. frame. I'm not saying that if you bring them to today's time that they would stand out like all-stars. Yeah. But some of, them, you, some of that talent could. Some of know, that like, talent I mean, could. But there's a lot of guys back then that, to kind of agree with you, to a point is that there's a lot of guys back then that were superstars that if they were to have the chance to play today, they would just be mixed in the middle. Yeah. But also you have to look at it from, and I mean, there's no denying it segregation and the color barrier too. Um, you know, you have guys playing from, uh, you know, all sorts of countries in central, uh, in, in South America. Um, you have, uh, guys coming over from Japan. You have, uh, just, you know, a, a whole host of, other cultures that's mixed in with baseball today, so your talent pool is a lot bigger, also. Yeah. And and baseball is extremely popular in those places. And again, uh, you know, I think Brave Ruth probably would have struggled back then had you had all that had all man. that talent back well, then mixed in. Well, the one thing, I, and I'm shouting on another podcast, but RTC too, I listen to it all the time. It's CC Sabathia's podcast, and they had. Uh, the guy who runs the uh, Negro League Museum on talking about like the Negro Leagues and how talented all those players were and how they never got the chance, like you were saying, how, you know, segregating into the game and how many truly talented guys there were that never even got to see the light of day. And apparently back then, I didn't even know, they used to have, they would play like the Negro League teams would play like the All Star teams and they would have games and stuff. And the Negro League teams would just destroy, you know, like the All Star teams. That brings up something that I've been wanting to talk about for a long time on this show. We, we, not to switch gears, and we're about an hour and a half in, but I'm going to be honest <laughs> with you. If I don't talk about this now, I'm going to forget. I was reading an article the other day about something I had no idea about, but it was the NFL versus the college All Stars. That was a thing 
for years where they would pick one team in the NFL. Uh, I want to say it was the Super Bowl champions, and they would go against uh, the all-star team um, that was brought together of all the collegiate stars, and they would come together, and they would play a game. <laughs> and it was like in in intense in terms of like it was a spectacle the reason why from from what i remember because i only read the article once but from what i remember is that it just kind of fell out of favor after a while like people just didn't really care as much but just to think of that yeah because you always hear the could the could cincinnati play against alabama yeah, right. or things like that and so there used to be a form of that yeah yeah and, and you're just like who you know, who who uh who won um, who was winning those I want to say it was spread out throughout. Like I, I want to say just, it was kind of back and forth. Like it would, it would just. Yeah. But I, I do want to. Again, that this is something. If if I had really knew we were going to talk about this tonight, I would have read it again. Um, but I feel like the stat would have popped out at me if it was like NBA or NFL won every time or something like that. But yeah. I want to say it was spread out throughout, and um, it it was like one of those things where I'm almost a hundred percent positive it was the Super Bowl champion. Or or the equivalent of I don't know if it's yeah. a Super Bowl era or not, well, um, but it was the equivalent of that. That's crazy. You, you need to look that up. Uh, yeah, I'm going to. Oh, that yeah, it it's crazy. Yeah, that is. You brought football up. You're talking about talent, kind of translating throughout the years. You know, you look back 30, 40, 50 years ago in football, most of those dudes could play. It. Gail Sayers is absolutely playing in today's oh, NFL. For sure. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, Fran Tarkenton is absolutely playing in today's NFL. Deacon Jones is playing in today's NFL. There, I mean, like the talent, the, those dudes back then, it, it translates more. I think. Uh, I mean, because because you you almost have to be you have to be more of that athlete to to play the game of football anyway. Yeah. Coach Thompson talked about it. How you know he was he was talking about Avery and he's like you know if, he, if I had to pick one he's gonna just go on a football field and just athleticism yeah. is going to dominate. And that's kind of like what you're getting at is, which not saying baseball is harder than, you know, but the fact of you have to have a more set of skills to do that or even basketball, like you said, you can be seven foot and be able to jump out of the sky. But if you can't hit a layup or dribble, you're useless, you know, you're, you're yeah. not going to translate. And so on those type of sports, it's so, you know, like you said, those guys would carry in today just off their pure athleticism as where, it, the difference in hitting a fastball that is 100 miles an hour, unpinpointed, you know, and you got all the spin stuff compared to hitting something that's about 85 at max, you know, is a whole lot. It's a whole different set of skills, and it's a whole different. You got to be able to adjust. And today's, you know, you you grow up, you see that these guys have been seeing that for their entire lives because that's how you know well the those guys set the mold for today's players of you had to, you know, be that good to play and you had to, you know, try and work hard and do everything the right way. And to, to back your point up even more, just how athleticism will carry you, you know, like those guys, they're, like you said, I mean, Walter Payton is running for, you know, oh, yeah. you know, Barry Sanders, you know, oh, all primetime would just be still, you know, yeah. primetime could probably still walk out there today and pick somebody off, you know. I mean, yeah. it's just, that's just how it is in those sports. Yeah. yeah. I think with football, and I might get roasted for this, but I think for football there's got to be a, a fat asterisk next to, for this conversation against the NFL because Bo Jackson – I yeah. mean, when you look at him, which I know there's a lot of hype surrounding him, which I'm glad because he deserves it. And like, especially as of late with the documentary that came out a few years ago on 30 for 30 and stuff like that. Had he not gotten hurt, 
I don't think that it would have been it would have been him versus the rest in terms of greatest of all time. I really do because he was in, he was amazing. He was yeah. he did whatever he wanted to do. Yep. Um, you know, he was playing two sports and kicking butt at it too. Not just yeah, you know, he's the only player in in history to play both uh, uh, the Pro Bowl and the in, uh, MLB All Star game in this in in the same season. Um, you know, he was throwing guys out from the track, which is probably his. That's that's the highlight everybody goes to from Kansas City as he would throw guys out. Yeah. He, he threw one guy out from the yeah. track, um, which is insane. Um, but to watch him run and to watch him, you know, play football and baseball, but like specifically with football, had he not had that injury, I I just don't know how anybody would have compared. He he was he was amazing. He's unbelievable. Yeah, he was. He was. He was. He was really good. Uh, and I mean, you, I mean, you can make arguments for yeah. play, like Barry Sanders. Yeah. He's my go-to. I yeah. mean, in my mind, he just me personally, he's the greatest running back mm-hmm. that's ever played the game of football. He, he had all them yards in like eight years or eight or nine, ten years or something. I mean, he might have been less than that. He ended his career super early, and to the things that he did out there were insane. But exactly, Bo Jackson, I would have loved to have seen him play a sixteen oh my regular season game oh my schedule. In the NFL, just see what kind of stats he'd put up. He'd put up insane. Well, yeah, insane like stats. Jerry Rice and them in today's rules oh. of how offensive guys. Oh, my gosh. You he'd know, catch I mean, 200 yeah. balls. <laughs> yeah. It'd be insane. Yeah. Now, you, hear, you even hear, like, some of the broadcasters now that were quarterbacks, you know, like they're Bradshaw, and they're like, if I got to throw the ball 30, 40 yeah. times a game, you know, I would have threw for 300 well, it's just like, week here week two. And then with, the, with as many passes that running backs catch now i mean my gosh barry sanders there's no telling what he would do what you saw with marshall falk marshall falk's one of the best dual running yeah. backs that the league's ever seen catching and running the ball he was he was great gail i, I love gail sayers mm-hmm. the galloping goes from the university of kansas man that guy or kansas university whatever it is yeah, not, make, not a jayhawks fan gonna make me cry man man he he was he was great yeah he was and awesome. injuries is is what yeah. ended him but man he even like a guy like LT, how electric yeah. he is. And he's even newer, but still, you put right. him in. Emmett, you extend his career. Emmett Smith. I mean, Emmett Smith put up huge numbers anyway, yeah. but uh, yeah, you could. You could go on, on, go on. down yeah, the you line. Can just, yeah, I mean, it is. Yeah. This is what I wanted the podcast to be, by the way. Just to go off on a tangent like that <laughs> and make a. I thought, I was like, well, we're winding it down with about an hour to go, and now we're at an hour and 30. So hopefully this one doesn't get. Um, <laughs> hopefully this one doesn't get deleted. Or <laughs> I did put the the one intro you're not supposed to put in there because we've we've tried to put this intro in three times. Well, this is the third time, maybe third time's a charm. I don't know. That'd be all right. But uh, yeah, you'll work some magic. Yeah, um, yeah, it worked out great last time. <laughs> it was about it was about this time. Yes, last week. I know I was up. I'd edited the whole thing. I think I was up to like midnight on that at uh, day before. I was like. Anyway, don't don't talk about it. Yeah. Don't talk about because it because yeah, we don't want to. Yeah, I know. I know. Jinx it. I know. But don't it mention is. it. <sighs> it's exciting, man. Saturday we got football. Saturday night football. Hopefully, well, kick hopefully off at five thirty. Right, take the Titans route and not have practiced for two weeks and then they come out. Uh, and, yeah, you know, yeah. Let's hope. Let's, let's hope, hope that's not. A little different. We better. You, you know, know, and we'll be the first team from Kentucky that Fulton County's played this year. Yeah, they played. They lost to Union City, South Fulton, and Greenfield. So, because they were supposed to have played uh, Russellville and I think Hopkins Central or something like that, but so we're going to be the first Kentucky team yeah. Fulton County's played. Yeah. So I think the most important, which I didn't talk about Caverna much, obviously because I wasn't there, but 
the thing you want to see is them go out and assert that dominance and not let a yeah. team like that hang around. And I think that's going to be the most important thing for them this Friday is just come out, put the game away early, like you said, get the running clock going as fast as you can, and you know don't take your foot off the gas and save your guys, keep them healthy, and keep rolling. I think on paper, Fulton County is going to be pretty comparable to Caverna. And the fact of the matter is, you saw Caverna, they scored on every single drive except yeah. for the last one and they could have scored on that one you know they need it like three times um and yeah. and yeah i well, think i think like the way our offense is rolling right now and our, the fact that i would i wish the stat i was keeping up with it for a while and then i just kind of forgot and left it alone but how many plays took place on critton side of the field uh was very far and few between yeah or or yeah, I said that right. Yeah. Well, I think we held Caverna to like negative fourteen passage or some some, some crazy stuff. Crazy. Ful- and Fulton County's coming into this game only averaging nine points a game. Yeah. I mean, going going up against. I mean, looking at Fulton County schedule. I mean, they're you know they're again they they haven't really went against anybody. Right, and I don't know much about level those Tennessee teams at all. Um, but. But looking, uh, looking at those, you know, schedules yeah. compared to what they had too, which, like I said, I don't know a lot about Tennessee teams, but just yeah. basing it off of yeah. numbers and the Owen, they Owen three, and like I said, they're averaging nine a game. I think their uh, defense, I think it's like eighteen. They're getting up like eighteen a game or something like that. But very small sample size, only three games. Uh, but the Rockets should be able to come in there and and run the ball. I had the stat of their rushing yards per game given up. It, it's it's quite a bit though. So Rockets should be able to come in there and, and, and kind of, I would say, do what they want and uh, come away with the with a big win. Should. Yep. Don't worry. I'll, I'll start up the music. That way we don't have to keep talking. How's that sound? <laughs> it was a big hit. <laughs> it was a big hit. That's what I was watching. Rate, review, subscribe. Rate five stars. Appreci- yeah. yeah, for sure. Appreciate it, Devin. Uh, I still, I'm never going to be able to say that. So. I got to start saying that at the beginning. You said saying, like, I what's up? To say, yeah, you're getting, like, maybe two. Here's the thing. My stats are whenever they start the podcast. I don't have any stats on when they, but I think that's because. Cole Sam, is, he's yeah, finishing the Cole, podcast. Cole, Cole, that reminds me. It. So he's a Cowboys fan. Oh, well, we talked about the Cowboys tonight. We I mean, did. it wasn't we did. In, it we wasn't did. in great, you know. It wasn't. But we in, did. Yeah, yeah. We hit on it. I feel. Let me tell you something. This week, I feel your pain, Cole. I feel your pain. <laughs> but you have CD Lamb. I love CD Lamb. So there you go. It'll be all right. Uh, appreciate you guys listening. I know it's a long one, but if you're still listening, you know, uh, thank you for hanging in there. You're true behind the call fans. That's right. And here's the thing: uh, message the Facebook page, and you get a free sticker. Behind the call sticker. If you're listening right now, if you're listening right now, um, either that, and you're gonna know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, if you're listening right now, you send it in a message on our uh, uh, Facebook page or email us at behindthecall20 at gmail.com. That's behindthecall20 at gmail.com. You get 30% off your next purchase. No, uh, but you do get a free sticker. What if Coach Thompson just messaged you? Yeah, he's like, like, where's that sticker at? Well, no, what if he, like, spams the team and it's like, everybody message now? (laughs) And uh, I'm like, okay, so we got 60 stickers. I got to That would look cool on the back of the helmets. That's all I'm saying. You know, I want to get a football helmet in here, straight up glossy white, get a big old behind-the-call sticker on the side. Matt. We can do it. We gotta get the helmet. Be sweet. I see you got the bobbleheads in the back. Yeah, we're, yeah. We're com- we're, 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 it's I coming think, together. I think together. slowly this is becoming the behind it's, the call it's studio. It's coming together. I'm excited, it, man. It's getting there. You guys have a fantastic rest of the week. We Tighten will, up. Yep. Tighten we'll up. see you on Saturday for some rocket football. How's that sound? Yep. Have Sounds a good one. Good. Love you guys.